needless to say, Northminster has as many flaws and blind spots as any congregation anywhere, but one of the great strengths of our life together for these now 52 years has been congregational and choral music, which is as soulful as it is thoughtful, and as thoughtful as it is soulful. No clearer or more beautiful embodiment of which could one ever hope to hear than this gift which you all have given to us today. Thank you. The peace of our Lord be with you. Now all the sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. As you will no doubt have noticed from your own reading of the Gospels, those words from today's gospel lesson set in motion a trio of parables. The first two, which the lectionary assigned to us to read today, setting the stage for the more widely known parable of the prodigal son, not unlike the gospel quartet to which I belong during my college years opening every Saturday night at gospel singings for the Lamplighters Quartet. We had dark brown, double-knit, look-alike leisure suits, <laughs> not to mention a near-miss for the Hayloft Jamboree on steel guitar. But even so, the Lamplighters were always the headliners, and we the way-paving warm-ups not unlike the parables of the lost sheep and the lost coin, perpetually paving the way for the larger, longer parable of the prodigal son. All three parables, lost sheep, lost coin, lost soul, set in motion by the religious insider's criticism of Jesus for drawing his circle of welcome too wide. A trio of stories concerning the relentless love and ultimate gladness of God. God, in the first story, a shepherd who cannot rest until the last lost sheep is safe. God in the second story, a woman who will not stop until the last lost coin is found. And God, in the third story, a father who is not glad until the last lost child is home. The details different in each story, but the subject the same. The relentless love of God 
which will not give up, and the ultimate gladness of God, which will not come up, until at last every soul God ever loved and longed for is reconciled and redeemed, healed and home, no matter how long it takes. Jesus, telling the stories of the lost sheep, lost coin, and lost soul to help the religious insiders see that the same size welcome they were mad about is the only size welcome God is glad about. Thinking about all that this week took me back to a moment earlier this year when, as I watched from a distance with much interest and empathy, another wonderful denomination have another painful conversation concerning what might be the proper size of the circle of their full institutional welcome from somewhere deep within or far above I cannot say a small simple prayer formed in my spirit a simple prayer always to have enough of the Holy Spirit at work in my life so that I will never be mad about any inclusion God is glad about and never glad about any exclusion God is sad about. As simple and small and basic and fundamental as that prayer sounds and seems and is, given the world from which I come, for me ever to pray such a prayer is nothing but a miracle of grace. When it comes to drawing a small, fearful, exclusive circle of welcome. At one point in my life, I was, as Paul said in today's epistle lesson, the foremost of sinners. But as it was for Paul, so by the grace of God, it has been for me to the foremost of sinners Jesus showed the utmost of grace. Grace enough to transform me from someone who once believed that God's circle of welcome should shrink to match mine into someone who now believes that my circle of welcome should grow to match God's. And if that can happen to me, it can happen to anyone. 
And when it does, when we start wanting our circle of welcome to match God's more than we want God's circle of welcome to match ours, then, ah, mm-hmm, then we are on our way. On our way to becoming so fully born again and deeply spirit-filled that we will never again be sad about any inclusion God is glad about or glad about any exclusion God is sad about, which is, after all, the point of the three stories Jesus told to those dear and good people in today's gospel lesson Dear, good, strong, fine, sincere children of God who were afraid that Jesus was making God's welcome too wide and God's grace too amazing. Amen.